All right. Well, we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Beyond ERP podcast, where we explore the latest in business innovation, technology, and leadership. I'm your host, Louis Bala. And today we've been joined by our special guest, Bruce Capagalli, founder of BC Integrations, a company revolutionizing the business landscape. Bruce, an accomplished executive leader and entrepreneur, brings over two decades of experience in finance, operations, and technology leadership. I'm joined by my co-host, Gina Ostrowski. Bruce, let's dive in. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Gina and Lewis. Honored to be here today. Great. Well, good to meet you, Bruce. And it looks like you've had a distinguished career in finance, operations, and technology. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to start BC Integration. Absolutely. Yeah, seeing the unique needs and of different companies and different verticals and the excessive cost of consultation and development in many, uh, usually by, and I use, you know, I'm going to use air quotes, partners who don't take the time to understand the business. Uh, the key differentiator for a nuage and a BC integrations and why we're hand in hand as trusted partners of the companies we support is because of some of those nuances and things that are special to each each organization, each company, in each vertical, in each industry. So really, it was looking at over my tenure as COO and CFO in multiple organizations in several industries, seeing the consultants and the folks that we had that were partners that really didn't have our best interest in mind and looking to provide a solution to small to medium companies that were growing and provide them value beyond what the market had at the time. Very insightful. And uh, we're, we're excited to peel that one back. I think there's a, there's a lot there. Um, you know, I know you all emphasize quite a few uh, unique value propositions at BC Integrations. Um, one that I wanted to touch on is just the notion of your advanced financial modeling. Um, how do you guys use and, and what techniques do you use to transform businesses um, as it relates to their financial strategies? You know, I guess, uh, what's your weapon of choice, if you will, whether it be Excel, Power BI? Um, what are you dealing with just the myriad of messy data out there and, and folks who really have no value um, or intent to value data until it's too late? No, that, that's, that, it speaks uh, to my heart. So data visualization, I, I'm a huge fan and advocate of. You know, most financials are looking in the rearview mirror, yet they're a critical element of managing your business. I mean, from cash flow to forecasting, pro forma modeling, and everything in between. Uh, we take a, an approach of creating reliable, accurate forecasts and data points that allow you to assess and predict what could or will happen. Instead of looking at, okay, this occurred last month, and how do we pivot? We take an approach of, of looking ahead and saying, if these things happen, this could happen. So from data visualization tools, whether it be a Sigma, a Tableau, uh, you know, go down the list of suppliers, Looker, there's so many. Um, you know, NetSuite is kind of that, that point of entry and, and repository of the information that then can be visualized in a useful way to be able to assess what's going to happen in the future and create actionable data that really allows you to quickly make informed decisions and pivot if and when needed. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I guess in, in just today's digital era, um, 
Yeah. Oftentimes my perspective is AI has been a little overhyped. You know, we, we like to joke, like you, you tout AI as a publicly traded company, your stock goes up 15%. Um, but, you know, system integration, I think is more important and integral for businesses right now. I think a lot of folks think like, oh, well, AI will do it. Um, but what are some of the common challenges you're helping companies overcome as it relates to just system integration today? Yeah, you know, accurate data is the linchpin of everything aforementioned. So the, the most common challenges are the data integrity and data validation, in addition to fragmentation of core business systems and processes. Uh, in today's world, you, you know, ERP is an, or sorry, NetSuite is an amazing ERP. And yet there are third party apps that are integrated with NetSuite because they're the best at what they do in their channel or their function. So really aligning all of those to flow seamlessly end to end and, and making sure that you're integrated to ensure the data integrity. Um, that's the biggest thing that I see as I'm coming into businesses. They either have data structure in a way that doesn't allow you to consolidate and, and visualize and analyze the data and the integrity of the data sometimes is not too snuff, if you will, in that, uh, you know, it's manually input versus validated against a list or uh, a validation through an API to a third party. So really paramount is structuring the data to ensure the accuracy of the data and making sure that that allows you to do the things, you know, we talked about previously and being able to use data as actionable uh, and you know information that allows you to make informed decisions for your business. Absolutely, and you know it's uh, it's always a head scratcher when you have these organizations or third party apps where you know they don't have open APIs. Um, you know the best you can get is a CSV, and finally with banking starting to embrace open API and, and a couple of other you know critical. Movers and shakers, it seems like that you should have been doing that three or four years ago. I mean, do you, do you foresee that kind of continues as the trend as far as all things integration? API is king with an iPass in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to procure and utilize third party applications that are fragmented and not part of your ERP in a native format or fashion, uh, then you really need to, to ensure that integrity, to ensure the data flows, to ensure that your information is clean so that you can visualize it and do those things we talked about, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, paramount. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to pivot a little bit, once you have the data vis visualization, um, kind of pivoting to operational efficiencies, um, that's a big key focus for BC integration. So, Wanted to know a little bit about what strategies uh, you implement to streamline business processes and maybe improve overall outcomes and performance. Yeah, definitely. So we start from assessing volume and performing time and motion studies. A lot of times people don't understand how much time it should take to transact. Uh, then we assess the business systems and seek to remove any manual elements and or duplication of efforts. Sometimes you'll have people doing something in your ERP and they'll be rekeying that potentially into another platform. For example, in the medical device world, where I spend a lot of time, you'll have everything going into your ERP into NetSuite. 
but then you'll have to rekey it in a billing platform to be able to bill the insurers. So yeah. being able to connect those two and remove those manual elements and remove those duplications. If you start with understanding what's achievable, it's much easier to develop and deploy the strategies, the automations, integrations, and the things that get you to that peak and optimal performance. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then we also, oh, sorry, Gina, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say with supply chain disruptions being like a hot topic these days, how does your company help businesses maybe turn their supply chains into competitive advantages? Yeah, so one of my nightmare terms that I, I just uh, cringe when I hear is backordered. Um, and and yeah, there are many, many root causes that could play into supply chain disruptions. So it really stretches beyond the standard procurement methods of a min-max par and understanding your volume. You have to really stay abreast of the market drivers, stay in constant contact with your suppliers, and have good data, you know, back to that data structuring, nomenclature, and, and having the data that you can visualize and be able to assess. Having that good data to understand the growth drivers and the, the elements of your business and how those could impact your materials needed to operate your business. Everything's contingent on something, right? Exactly. So it works good. Yeah, and I, I, I guess too, um, you know, in, in the same vein of both supply chain, operational efficiency, um, you know, the systems that you're integrating, how do you ground the folks that you you are working with where they may have caviar mm -hmm. dreams? And I think the software industry is probably guilty of saying like, oh yeah, like, and, and a lot of sales reps, yeah, it can do that. It can do this. It can do everything you've ever dreamed of. Um, what are some of the, the ways you go about just setting realistic expectations? Yeah, I start with if you can't do it manually, you can't systematize it, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the processes and core functions developed, even at a manual state, whether that's using Excel or, you know, doing things that don't have a technological solution, if you will, um, if you don't have the process down, then there's no way to systematize. I always tell people, start at the basic level and let's create it in Excel. And whether that's, you know, just some standard functionality or a, a more advanced macro enabled workbook, let's start with what we want the output to look like in Excel. And then that makes it easier for a development partner like a new or myself to be able to come in and work with new and advise you on how to best tailor the solution for the customer. No, absolutely. And I, I guess in that vein of, of just technology rapidly evolving, it's funny how we always go back to Excel because it's, it's what we all know and it works so well. Yep. Um, you know, how do you guys ensure that at FBC, you guys, you know, you're staying ahead of the latest, you know, what are some, some areas that you're really focused on that you're excited about in the next year? I mean, personally for us, it's, you know, the, the ether has changed where it's all about growth again versus like hunker down and survive the, yeah. the year of, of 2023, you know, in, in post COVID, but, you know, I wanted to kind of get your, your thoughts, you know, what's keeping you up at night in the same vein, you know, what, what are you super excited about? Yeah, so I focus on and prioritize continuous learning and adaptation. Adaptation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I invest in 
ongoing training for our team. We closely monitor the industry trends, actively engage with emerging technologies. Uh, the things that keep me up at night are just the rapid pace in which technology is evolving and, mm -hmm. and staying ahead of that. So, it, you know, what I've taught my team, what I uh, advise my partners as if is if you think you're done, then you're going to hit a wall. Um, anytime you develop a product or develop a solution, you need to continuously evolve it. I have a, a saying I live and die by. It's you're either getting better or you're, or you're getting worse. You never stay the same. So just being, being cognizant of the evolution and ensuring that you're looking at what is to come and not being stuck in, hey, we finished this project onto the next one. That's great. You finished it, but you now have to maintain it. And if you just leave it be, you're not getting better. You're getting worse and you're potentially being left behind by solutions and things that could create more value and provide more savings, uh, more, you know, increased functionality, all of those things. If you're not staying abreast of the cutting edge innovations that are to come and that are, you know, coming every day, every minute, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. The whole notion of, of just continuous improvement, continuous optimization, uh, what have you, it, it, it's going to be exciting. I think, you know, it's probably a little too early, but a year from now, the case studies are to your point. It's like, look, look at the look at the discrepancy in growth as a result. So um, seems like a no brainer. If, if I'm a, a big software organization, I'd be working on that case study right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then really, uh, Bruce, what what advice maybe would you give aspiring leaders, uh, entrepreneurs looking to make their mark uh, in this industry? <laughs> Yeah, uh, embrace change. <laughs> yeah. That's what you say, never stop learning, keep changing. Keep yeah, stay curious, uh, be attentive to the evolving needs of your customers. That, that's mm -hmm. the key. There is no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. So you really have to take the time. And that's what in my, you know, just short, uh, but prosperous. And, and I see a very long-term partnership with Nuage as a part of my solution that I provide to my partners is just, you know, ensuring that you understand the business uh, that uh, of the folks that you're working with. So surround yourself with a diverse and talented team. Uh, remember that resilience and innovation are key drivers to success and that the uh, business landscape is extremely dynamic. So never lose sight of that. Good words. Very well said. And, and Bruce, we really appreciate you coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Phenomenal insights. I think we're going to have quite a few pretty uh, tangible sound bites for the audience. And uh, <laughs> you might have some folks using your uh, some of your quotes in the near future. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You're, you're certainly a testament to what strategic vision and operational excellence can achieve. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us, Bruce. Um, we like to give kind of you the last word, you know, I'll sign off, let everybody know that, you know, you don't have to do this alone. Your, your cloud and ERP journey um, certainly is, is not on an island and Nuage is here to help. But Bruce, wanted to give you the last word, anything you'd, you'd like to add as we close out today? Uh, yeah, I appreciate the partnership with Nuage. 
I've been extremely impressed with your approach to how you service your partners and customers. And I look forward to a long and prosperous relationship and working together and providing the best solutions for uh, the folks that engage our services. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, we, we certainly appreciate the time today to our listeners, our viewers. On to the next one. If you have anybody you'd like to add or you'd like to be a part of the show, please feel free to reach out to Gina or myself. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.